Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. UFC Vegas 21 just came to an end, and <sighs> what can I say? I, I, I think I have to start off by by apologizing to our great viewers because I went on this this journey. I took you on a ride yesterday during the preview show when talking about the MMA gods and how unfair they can be. Little did I know that I was right, but they were really angry tonight, like super angry. Cannot believe that fight ended the way that it did. Leon Edwards comes back for the first time since July of 2019. Like we talked about, Nate Diaz had fought twice since we had seen Leon Edwards compete, goes into the octagon. He hurts Bilal Muhammad. He looks fantastic in the first round and then he lands one of the nastiest eye pokes you will ever see completely accidental blah muhammad was in incredible pain and the doctor herb dean fight is stopped we have a no contest and that is how the night ends as we welcome you to our ufc vegas 21 post fight show to react to actually a really fun card up until that point i am mike heck being joined by jose youngs live from phoenix arizona we got AK Lee, the Prince of Positivity, the man behind fiery tweets all over MMAfighting.com, and the man on the ones and twos in the truck, baddest stash in MMA media, <laughs> Casey Lydon. Oh, man. Jose, let us begin with you, my friend. Your, your initial reaction to what we just saw in the main event of the evening. Makes sense. This is MMA. MMA is a silly sport. We thought... Tony Ferguson and Donald Cerrone would rule that fight ended in oddness. We thought Donald Cerrone versus Robbie Lawler would rule that ended in that ended fight ended up being terrible. We thought Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal fighting for a fake title for the baddest motherfucker in the world. It ends with a cut over an eye. So yes, of course, keeping with tradition, the welterweight slash lightweight division is silly and nothing can go right. So am I surprised? Yes. Should I be surprised? No, because this is MMA and nothing that we like goes right. We don't get the fights we want. And when they do happen, this happens. We all said Jan Sterling was going to be amazing. How did it end? We all thought Izzy was going to style on Jan. How did it end? Like, it just happens. This is – no one should be surprised, but we should all be disappointed. But we shouldn't be surprised. Unfortunate all around. <sighs> AK, you're the prince of positivity. Make this positive somehow. Unmute yourself and then. <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm positive. <laughs> I was doing some typing, so you know, I'm a very loud typer. Uh, I'm positive that we have a lot to talk about, which is always a good thing, I think, for these post-fight shows. It's you know, uh, there, and look, we got a little bit of everything, didn't we? We got uh, no contest, two no contests. Uh, first round finishes, controversial. There's like two fights on this card that I think people felt could have gone either way. One of them maybe a little more of a robbery than the other. But like on any other card, that like would have been one of the top five topics of conversation. On this card, I, and I, I almost just even forgot to mention it. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. And that's great. That's great for us. And that's great for uh, those tuning in. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. <sighs> Casey, let's let's... I mean, we can't really change the subject because I'm sure we're going to be talking about this more, but this was a fun card. We were talking about it before you record. There were a lot of good finishes. There were some scraps, some really good fights. So I'm curious how you think the bonus structure will play out tonight. Well, first off, this card fights 1 through 12 freaking ruled. Man, they were awesome. And then um, even the first round of the 13th fight, the main event, was pretty dang awesome. Until those last 18 seconds of round two. Uh, uh, bonus structure. Well, first off, Dan Ige needs to change his name to Dan. Maybe 100K Ige. Let's, maybe that's the way the fight bonus. May, maybe the whole fight bonus is staying at 50K solely because of his nickname. And you know the UFC doesn't want to you know, mess up his Twitter handle or anything. So um, Dan Ige, change, change your name. But uh, Dan Ige should get, I, I'm assuming, four, four bonuses tonight. Dan Ige, um, probably Ryan Spann. Uh, maybe, yeah. Well, God, it was a great card. Um, and, uh, Samuelsberger, yeah, probably. Burger, and then one more. Who am I missing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Davy Grant. Oh, yeah. You know, it sucks, but then, man, like, how do you not give extra money to Charles Jordan and uh, Marcelo Rojo? Oh, like, that fight was freaking awesome. It just, it was a great, it was a great night of fights. Um, Minus uh, one horrible, 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 horrible eye poke. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, highs and lows of the sport. The highs and lows. I, I want to be like, super excited, but then, God, I was just like, what's going to, we're, we're going to talk about Leon Edwards. Is he going to get a title shot tonight? Is it going to be a big upset? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wild. How are, how, what, what are the peeps? Well, this is. More bonuses, oh, bonuses more already? money for the fighters. No, I'm saying more bonuses, more <laughs> money for the fighters. Please, please, enough of this. This is this shouldn't even be something that we're debating after uh, after a card. We should just be saying we should be happy for everyone who had exciting finishes and and the two hundred thousand dollar bonuses that they're each getting uh, someday. Someday, hopefully, that will be that will be the norm. So I think uh, I, Dana think, White. I think the two. Oh. I think the two things we learned tonight are one, like AK said, more bonuses, and two. We need to do something about this grounded fighter landing knees rule because this is oh, getting out geez, of control. Please. This is unbelievable. I, just, I cannot believe I was saying, we got I, another one tonight. I was saying, Mike, you know what? I just tweeted out a photo of the eye poke. Uh, nice, a nice close-up picture of the eye poke. I, I don't know if uh, Casey wants to grab it. Looks, it's pretty nasty. So is it uh, anyone, I'm saying, anyone watching. Can you throw it on Slack? Uh, it's really ugly i don't even know if we want to put it i'll send it to you i don't think we want to put it in the it's 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 not fun to look at it's not fun to look at it's like yeah jeez i'll be i'll I'll be the judge of that yeah yeah i'll put it up in our slides i'll put up in slack uh boy it's it's rough it's rough but yeah it's funny that uh we almost forgot about the the accidental knee that happened just just like an hour ago that's so wild. And it, it was just different because, I mean, it was a lot of talk about the rules and like the difference between 
the Anders knee and the Sterling knee. One was in, deemed intentional. One was deemed unintentional. We had a DQ and we had a no contest. I mean, just craziness. I, I just, it's wild. Just wild. Um, what are the peeps saying right now? How are they, how are they responding to uh, the end of this night? Hopefully they're like, I mean, I know we're a little bit down, just, you know, recency bias and all, but like Casey just alluded to, it's a really good card overall, though. It was a big finishes. Great. I was, I was ready to talk about like, dude, you know, don't don't judge a card till it happens. You know, I was going to do all the whole Dana White thing. You know, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of I was kind of high on this card regardless coming into it. I felt it was, I, I felt people were kind of crapping on it for no real good reason. I, I actually liked a lot of the matchups on it. Ugh, but then the MMA gods did what MMA gods did do yeah uh let me show the photo you know all they're really they're, they're just asking for the photo so i'm I'm gonna give them the photo hold on one moment all right uh, gotta, you gotta give the people tonight. what they want <laughs> yeah you gotta give the people what they want animals you there we go that's right. right in there that is under the lid that is yeah, right that, under that's touching his brain that's not good boy when he was he was screaming he hit the mat and was just screaming. We saw two fighters. Uh, we saw two fighters back to back, back to back fights. <sighs> Ryan Spann crying in the cage, and then, but you no, know, Muhammad crying for other reasons. You know, there is, there is crying in MMA. There is. We know it. We know that for a fact. Anyone who thinks there's no crying in MMA, I mean, that's been. Well, we know there definitely is, and definitely was tonight, and and justifiably so, because that was that was such a shame. Uh, Leon Edwards, his first fight in 20 months. Uh, Bilal Muhammad, his first main event. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's the appropriate reaction. His first main event, his chance to immediately jump into a top five spot if he beats Edwards. And we got really the worst case scenario for both those guys and for the UFC, I think. Because, I uh, again, I think we all said we agreed beforehand that there's no guarantees the winner was going to get a title fight, but it certainly would have helped them sort things out and would have given Dana White an option if he wants to to lowball uh, <laughs> low <ball> some of <laughs> the more. Like and, and so so literally more everyone loses. Dana White ain't going to be saving money for a title I'm fight. saying some of, some of those other welterweight contenders, I mean, obviously I'm not, I don't think they're celebrating what just the happened only, there, but they're definitely, you know. The only the only winner in this is uh, Trevor Whitman because now the UFC is going to have to look at his fancy gloves that he's always selling. Oh, you ever looked at those things? Those things are sick. Have you looked at those, Casey? No, I haven't. They're like curved. Like he put so much time into like perfect. They're like curved down like this. And he like researches it a ton and he's shopping it to a bunch of uh, like the like the technology and stuff to a bunch of places. But he says he wants the UFC to have it first just because they're kind of if he understands if the UFC takes it, then. The casuals have recognized it as legitimate, and he's just trying to expand. He's just trying to make every promotion use it, and most promote a lot of promotions won't change unless the UFC changes. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's just the business part. Yeah, yeah. But um, man, this card had this card. When I think about it. This card was like like the pinnacle MMA card. It had freaking everything, including massive disappointment. You know, so I don't think it's a bad card. No, no, it, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Yeah. It's just like you know, it's like you know, watching a great movie, but like, the, but there's some there's some twist at the end, and it just sucks. You know, but it's like, well, the, the first the first you know, eighty nine minutes were really great. You know, just that last minute sucked, but just think about so the it's first. like, so it's <laughs> like the last season of Game of Thrones. 
Okay, we're not gonna talk about Game of Thrones. That's really that's old news. And oh, I, the, I the last season was not that gonna, bad. Okay, let's just. Let's just I was gonna on. go for a Spike Lee dig. I was gonna say it's like no, it's like a it's like, not, a, it's like a ninety like Spike Lee movie. <laughs> no, I'm not complaining that the choices they or why they made the choices in Game of Thrones. I'm just saying they were dumb. I'm not complaining that they made them. They were just dumb. I thought we were not talking Game of Thrones. Well, we, yeah, we I, weren't. I heard we, what Casey said. We weren't. But, I heard but, what Casey I, said. I chose. We, we I chose to ignore. We're, we're, yeah, we're just, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I think it. I think it was an entertaining card overall. I think we'll look. I mean, just the, I think the last two weeks of cards are well, we're going to hopefully in the future kind of like by the end of the year kind of blend together how crazy these last two weeks were. Uh, first of all, and I mentioned this on the preview show that like that we didn't lose a fight within like that 48 hour window, which which had happened to many cards and we lost a lot of fights on on fight day. So that didn't happen with these cards. Instead, all the weirdness was saved for the cards themselves. Uh, so I think when we look back on this two streak stretch, the end of February and uh I guess this is these, what, what days? Sorry, the first two weeks of March, um, we're gonna be like, man, what the hell's on that? <laughs> well, you know what? It's like because we're one year, pretty much one year into the pandemic, one year into you know the country, the world shutting down. So all those, all that weirdness of MMA, kind of just you know got bottled up and got released, you know, in the one year anniversary, pretty much. So there you go. Damn. Wild absolutely wild it's like your first relationship in high school unless like you got lucky it just it starts off great new new beginnings matthew semmelsberger with a quick knockout and then we got Jinyu fry getting her first yeah. win is another feel-good moment and and we got a bump in the road we got a bad decision by the by the judges poor courtney casey gets gets hosed but then like the next but, day but, you apologize yeah. and we get nazrat hackparas versus rafa garcia and then we get a, Han- a ronnie ayas submission and then we get charles jordan versus Ooh, marcelo road. 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 angela hill get, you know, get, gets a solid win you know and then then we're back to normal you know with the rounded knee rule and it's always the winning fighter it's never like it's never like a guy is like, oh, I'm losing. I got to cheat to stop the fight. It's always a guy about to finish the fight. Yeah. And, which, and that's why, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, Anders, same with Leon Edwards. Leon, like, we, we didn't even talk about how good, how actually how great Leon Edwards looked in round one. That was like, awesome. That was, awesome. That, that's what even sucks more about this. Like, it's like, oh, you know, Leon Edwards, he's been out for a while. And uh, like, boom, he comes back. He looks fresher than ever. Like, like Baha is just like, you know, walking, going backwards, like totally reacting to Edwards, you know, the whole time. Edwards is switching stances, throwing the kicks from both sides. Like, like Muhammad just looked, he looked lost for a bit in there, you know, in the second round. <laughs> All right. We got, we, we got bonuses, people. We got bonuses. Okay. Four, eight, four, four, no four, fight four, of the, yeah, four performance bonuses. Yep, no fight of the night. No fight of the night. Uh, Span, okay, Span, Ige, Grant and uh, the Mr. Sh- uh, how do you say is that Matt Simmelsberger? Simmelsberger, semi the Jedi. Yeah, that's that's my correct. guess for the top four. That's your yep. Oh, you got it. I got it. Yep, that's correct. Woo. No, Ronnie, Ronnie yeah. I, what did you, yeah. say you said Span, Ige, Semmelsberg, and who else? Semmelsberger and Davy Grant. And Davy, oh, yeah, okay, then, yeah, sure, sure. Ah. That's the problem. I know Charles Charles Jordan, Ronnie Yaya. Come on now, Ronnie Yaya made it look too easy. When you got like, yeah, definitely. Just, just, um, uh, it's a lot like last week when Amanda Nunes submitted uh, Megan Anderson. If she would have knocked Megan Anderson out, I'm sure. I mean, I don't think she needs the extra fifty k, but I'm sure she would have gotten the fifty k. But because she submitted Megan Anderson, you know, the UFC don't like that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, bummer for bummer, bummer for Ronnie Yaya. 
But um, yeah, congratulations to all the um, extra 50K. Should be more, though. Davy Grants with the legendary old man English power. He breaks bones in the fight, had a broken jaw on Fight Island, gets a knockout, breaks his foot against Jonathan Martinez, knocks out Jonathan Martinez, gets a huge upset win. The guy is just it's like a fine wine right now. Just he's aging a, he's a very grappler. gracefully. Mike, he's a grappler. He's a submission guy. One KO in his first 11 years of MMA. It wasn't that many fights. It was like 15 fights. But still, one knockout. One knockout. Now, back to back. Highlight real KO. What? What MMA? What? What did I say? Huh? What did I say? <laughs> he's a new. He's he's the new Gilbert Burns. <laughs> he's a bad man. That and, dude, was, and, uh, and Dan Ige. How about Dan Ige getting screwed over for fastest knockout ever in UFC history? He had a three second knockout. Three second knockout apparently. Yeah, if only exactly. If they hadn't counted the first, like it's the clock should only start once the two guys yeah. engage. Obviously, yeah. as once the clock starts, once I start paying attention to the fight, <laughs> that was like the biggest waste of of air. Uh, sorry, I, I mean on air time. I don't mean big waste of air, but yeah, Cormier and Bisping, like like what was that three seconds, five seconds? It's like, did you guys just completely forget everything that happened before the actual exchange? Like you guys know the clock started like twenty seconds there, ago. There's like there, there's clocks all over the screen now with all those draft DraftKings clocks everywhere <laughs> who's the who's the play-by-play guy tonight um was it uh fitz, fitz. i could tell fitz was like uh he was like uh what do you guys th-? he kind of he kept trying to chime in like <laughs> how do, uh how do i interrupt uh, this without <laughs> this like, is- making these guys look you know off <laughs> <sighs> and and it's too bad because overall i thought bisbing and dc did a great job tonight they did like Breaking down certain fights and certain techniques and different scenarios. I thought they did great, like giving different aspects on a lot of those different things. But that was bad. And they were giving – it was bad, but I thought they laughed about it well, though. Um, But I thought they gave really good positive critiques of fighters. Sorry, constructive critiques of fighters. You know, I think – I can't remember who, but there was a few fighters are like, oh, they just need to work on this. But it wasn't like just – wasn't crapping on them or anything, but they were like, oh – just clearly they need to work on this and there it was all they were they did a great job tonight actually i i'm i kind of i'm kind of um i criticize them i criticize their critics criticizing them a lot but i thought they did a really good job tonight and stay, they stayed focused it was good the one the one thing i didn't like that was discussed in the broadcast and it wasn't just them because when uh, mark ratner came on to clarify after is a little confusing sort of why the sort of what happened with the illegal knee in the anders uh stewart fight and then, and then uh, ESPN and May also tweeted this out. They were explaining like why, you know, why it was called the way it was, and it's like, oh, it it, it went to a no contest uh, because uh, it was an unintentional foul, and it wasn't past the middle part of the second round. But I think some people might have misconstrued that as just saying like why it was a no contest instead of a DQ. Um, and I, I tweeted out that like you know what they're saying is why this didn't go to the scorecards because sometimes things in an in unintentional foul can go to the scorecards. But I, I hope people aren't thinking that the round matters when determining a DQ. A DQ can happen in any round, mm-hmm. okay? But it's just like, yeah, what like when they, what they were discussing in the broadcast was why it was called specifically a no contest as opposed to possibly going to the judges, which which again can happen if the fight is more than halfway done. But uh, yeah, if it, if the strike had been deemed intentional, round doesn't matter. We would have had a disqualification like like last week with uh, UFC two fifty nine. And I, I'm still not hundred percent sure what the difference between intentional and accidental is. To be honest, I don't really understand it because clearly Jan didn't intentionally throw last week didn't intentionally throw it illegally he threw it with the intent thinking it was legal same with Anders so um it's 
it's weird. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. see how Anders knee, I don't see how Anders knee could be viewed as unintentional. If I'm being honest, I have no idea how you could say that was unintentional. Again, like you said with Jan, mm-hmm. he didn't mean to do something illegal. Yeah. But he but, did, he did intentionally. But everything's intentional. Knee. Yeah. Everything, everything, is, right? Every, everything isn't intentional, everything intentional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Nobody wants to get disqualified. The only the only difference is in the Bantamweight title fight, the referee can be heard saying, don't do it. He's down. He's a down fighter. We didn't get that in this one because it just seemed, I guess, more obvious. I don't know. I don't know. So I, how do we fix that? I have, I have no clue and how to I, fix that. And I think people are saying also Mark Smith kind of uh, put himself into a corner. I think right away they said with, he he shouted like intentional foul, and there was like no, so there was no going back from that. After that, it was just a matter of deciding whether Aljo could continue or not, and and whether to take away points or just disqualify. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand anything. I just, I honestly don't. Um, I mean, I you know what's you know wild though. If we 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 were this close to getting two of those in a row. Because Angela Hill was this close to throwing one of those on Ashley Yoder. And right when she was about to lift that knee up, she pulled it back. Mm-hmm. And that would have been that would have been a bad one too. That probably would have been worse than any of the other two. And once again, she it's was all, wide open for it. And her. it's always the dominant fighter who's running away from the fight that always gets the illegal knee. Because like go go back years, go back to John Jones and Anthony Smith. He was dominating the fight. You know, then he throws the illegal knee. John Jones over Matt Hamill. He was dominating the fight, and then he threw the illegal elbow. It's just, yeah, like the whole idea is like, oh, they don't know the rules. Like they know the rules. It's just like they're also beating up somebody right now and trying to finish this fight. It's just, it's fighting. I don't know. It's this isn't. This is. Oh, but asking how do you fix the dang rule? You get rid of the dang rule. <laughs> Or and I, I've been saying this, I've been saying this a lot, and j- just get in that position. Like put get put your friend against a wall. Put your in that position. When you're moving around, sweaty and everything, it's hard to see both knees on the ground. You just can't tell. That's why I I don't understand why instead of knees, it's butt on the ground or butt or hip on the ground. If your butt or hip is on the ground, it's really hard to fake that or play. You know, as, as you know, what is it? Play the game. You know, kind of go up and down. So I that's one. If you still want to do make kneeing a down opponent illegal, change it to butt or no hip on the ground. That's really all I can see. You know, as and Casey, I, I think when you mentioned there speaks to again the difference between this week and last week was last week. I think Mark Smith thought he made it pretty clear that uh, that uh, Aljo was grounded, and this week you can imagine being like I said to Andrew's shoes and not, the position he was in not knowing exactly where is, is the knee off, is the knee partially lifted, are both knees down. Like, it's happening very fast. So that, I think, is one distinction that they were able to make tonight as far as, like, saying, like, okay, well, that's what made this one clearly uh, unintentional. Um, but again, like you said, it's, it's a slippery slope, but I think you raised a good point as far as, like, the fighter perspective and, and what they with the, the information that they were working with. Yeah. And you got to remember, too, like, when, you, when, when, when uh, Mark Smith said to Peter Yarn down, also, Peter Yan isn't listening. I mean, Peter Yan is not listening for that. That's that's just something you don't hear very often from fight. You just hear from the ref stop, you know, or something. That's just not like I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I don't really recall refs just yelling down a lot. And like you said, um, Aljo was down there for a while. Once you're down, you can get back up. It's just down for that second. So I'm, I'm not trying to ex- excuse Yan or whatever, but I'm just saying the rules are. It's it creates lots of confusion in there. Right, and we know that. Listen. Rule changes in MMA, it's going to take freaking forever for that to be changed. So 
unfortunately, I think it's going to be kind of on the referee to just say, like, you just gonna have to communicate more. Just say, like, he's down, he's down, he's yeah. down. Even if it becomes, like, you know, nonsense and redundant, you just – I think that's just one thing you have to do to avoid some of these things happening. Because, again, like, how are you supposed to know? It's so hard to tell. It is. But it who, really is. who knows? It sucks. It just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. Um, it sucks and it stinks and it sucks. Yeah. What are the peeps saying? Well, uh, let's they're, let's they're, get them. Let's get them involved. All right, we just we just we just follow their lead. There's yeah, a lot of them. Well. I see a lot yeah. of peeps. I see a lot of peeps trying to get be heard. We got it. We got kind of an early early ish finish to the card tonight, oh and a lot of controversy. <laughs> Is this the worst case scenario for Leon's aspirations of getting t- a title shot outside of him getting knocked out in eight seconds by Bilal Muhammad? This is probably the worst. This is probably the worst thing. Oh, you mute it. You mute it. I, I, I think losing would be pretty bad. So that's probably worse than this, but sure. Maybe if him, I guess, yeah. Well, not, I think, yeah, outside of it. I think he meant outside of a loss. Sure. Uh, I guess we'll see how the welterweight <laughs> picture plays out. Well, I mean, Leon, if it, I don't know if, you, go ahead, sorry. Sorry, Jose, go ahead. No, it's all you. Uh, I was going to say, apparently Leon is talking on the post-fight show right now, and he does not seem to think that this is the worst thing that could have happened. This is a quote. Shout out to our, our pal Mark Romani for transcribing this and tweeting. He says, uh, Edwards from post-show, I have worked my way back up from getting defeated by Kamara Usman. I fought everybody. I've opted to fight everybody. I believe I deserve a title shot next. It's not happening. That's not happening. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I'm, I'm just I, I hate to be that guy, but it's just not happening. It's just not happening. You know, it's weird. He's gonna have to fight again. If I'm if I'm him, I am like calling Eric Nixick right now and saying, "Dude, let me let me come train with you." I'm staying in Las Vegas, and if something pops up, I'm jumping all over it. Dude, you can't wait six months to fight again. You have to get right back in there because I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like out the door of the conversation, but he's definitely like sitting at the kids' table right now. Compared to Colby and Mazadal and Wonder Boy and you know those guys right now, he's he's in the room. He's just sitting at the small table right now. It sucks, you know, being unbeaten in what's it ten fights now, nine ten fights. I mean, this is terrible. As good as he looks in that first round, this is this is a terrible outcome. Outside of losing, losing was the worst thing that could have happened. But this, you know, is, I, this I, is bad. I would even say this is worse because. Fighters get title shots off losses. Fighters don't get title shots. Title shots after eye pokes. I'm just. <laughs> that was real. That was real. Too soon. Uh, I don't know. Rumble Johnson got a title shot over a headbutt. Was it? Oh. Uh, do you not remember the Rumble Johnson? Do you not remember the Gustafson Rumble fight? I thought. Rumble yeah, Johnson he headbutt him in the he he headbutt him in the skull and then knocked him out when. Gustin was dazed, but then I thought I thought I thought Gustin got the title shot after that. Well, no, Rumble beat Gustin to get the title shot. That was the number one contender when, fight when in did, Sweden. When Gustin when Gustinson fought fought DC, what what was he coming up? Anthony Johnson knocked out Alexander Gustin to fight John Jones. John Jones hit a pregnant woman with his car and ran away. They stripped John Jones. Daniel Cormier filled in and fought Rumble Johnson for the vacant title. And when did so it, the when, original fight? What the Gustin original fight, fight was Rumble? The original fight is 
that fight was at UFC 187, and then I believe UFC 191 was DC versus Gustafson. So both Rumble Johnson and Gustafson had Tom Foolery and both had title shots after, and Ryan Bader was the Leon Edwards in this scenario. All I'm saying is you don't get title shots off of eye pokes. You can't even miss weight. Not yet. Why not eye pokes? Not yet. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Not I yet. get what you Jose saying. It's like... I get what Jose is saying. It's like we the, the, before all these things happened, I would have said the same thing that yeah, you can't you can't get it off this, you can't get it off this, you can't get it off this. And he's just saying that pres- these these precedents are getting set constantly. So there really is no such thing as well. You can't get a title shot off this because clearly you can get it off almost anything. All right, I think this is a big question though. What would you do with Leon next? Colby Covington. <laughs> But the UFC couldn't make that now. What? How are they going to make it now? <laughs> I mean, maybe they, they couldn't make that last week or whatever. Are, are we? Are, does anything change? Are we still in the weird situation where Leon's probably going to fight someone behind him in the rankings? Or not? Oh, my, my question is actually this: while we're on on air, man, are we are we doing for on to the next one? Are we doing Leon and Bilal? Do we even? We have to, right? We have to. Is that the? Yeah, right, that's a good question. Right? You run that, I think we have to. Why, why do you run that back, though? No, 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 no. I, I don't mean. I know. I meant on our chart. Do are we? No, oh. Normally, there's a no contest. Normally, there's a no contest. We just don't match make for those fighters. Like we won't be doing Anders and Stewart tomorrow. And we're like, okay, easy, easy choice. Main event, no contest. We kind of have to match make for both guys. I feel uh, a rematch is an option, but it's funny uh, from the reaction I was seeing on social media. There was I did not see a lot of interest at all, and in people wanting to see, run this one back. Also, that was a bad eye poke. Like, I don't know yeah. if Bilal is going to be able to get back in there. Like, remember what happened to uh, Kazangana? Like, she got stabbed in the eye, and she took a whole bunch of time off. Oh, actually, um, <laughs> well, actually, when Anthony Johnson, he he, when he fought, uh, was it Kevin Burns? He was out for a while with a eye poke loss. Um, that was another really bad one too. I remember yeah. that was really bad. And, and Kevin Burns got a TKO win off that. I think. Oh, he did. That's up. Jeez. He, well, he paid for it when the rematch. He, he, didn't they rematch? They rematched it, right? Yeah. They did. They yeah. Did. And Johnson won. And he died. You saw a murder. Um, do we answer this I question? Would be, I, I would do Leon versus Kiesa. That's the fight I'm making. It depends. If like, get, if, 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 if Leon's smart, he'll fight as soon as possible. Kiesa, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Kiesa said he's ready and he'll, he'll be ready to fight in July. That's what? That's four months from now. Edwards versus Kiesa can headline a fight night card. I'm fine with that. Is, Neither is, of those guys are in Masvidal, the title picture right now. Is Masvidal versus Edwards never going to happen? Do I have to give up on that dream? Not for the unless it's unless the unless it's for a belt. I don't see it happening. That's so silly. That does that fight doesn't need a belt. It's such an easily sellable fight. Oh, this is frustrating. That's the fight that should happen. I, that's the fight that should happen. This is, this is yeah, ridiculous. but you know the rules. Okay, you know the rules, AK. Oh, I should, I'm sorry, Jose. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have said. I said it out loud. I said it out loud. I used the word should. What are we thinking Deserves. about? You what? said you said Deserves. should. You said win up. You said marketable. Yep. You said make it. Like mm-hmm. doesn't work out. I'm what, what are we I'm thinking about Leon Edwards versus Gilbert Burns? I don't. I mean, they make it fine. But that, but that, it makes sense. I was thinking. I would think that, that makes sense, right? It's why a, can't then why why can't we do the original fight and do just Leon versus Hamza part three? 
Well, like Hamza's, both of them need to fight again. Hamza's retired. Know? We're not gonna see him. We're not gonna see him back by June, like Dana said. So I'm gonna go People ahead. People say, people say things. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Burns. I think but, what, the answer. Who's the, the answer is fight soon against I, anybody. I think Gilbert Burns. That's is that the guy. answer. I think Gilbert Burns is that guy. I think Gilbert Burns wants to get back in there. Uh, I'm sure you know. Give it you know another you no know, month and a half to clear whatever the uh, you know the. Uh, uh, commission, you know, uh, medical, um, there's a word for it, medical stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he tweeted out the other day, June with the, you know, the, 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 the eyes. Yeah. So maybe there's something, maybe he's already got some. So that's, that's the thing. We don't know. Maybe him and Colby or I think that fight makes more sense than Leon Colby, but who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? All right. There's really no wrong answer. The answer is he just takes whatever they offer him, and hopefully it's quick. But does he take? Does Leon Edwards take something? Someone like Muhammad again? Someone who's was was Muhammad even ranked in top fifteen? Or is yeah. that kind of okay? Well, does he take someone like that far behind him in line, Edwards? Or does he? Kind I think of, he was. I think he was right there at fifteen. Okay. Well, 13. and that's only because Hamza got taken out. Okay. <laughs> well, Sean Brady's in there now. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it. Leon looks so yeah, I don't dang think good. Else makes sense. Leon looks so dang good in that first round. I think uh, hopefully the UFC rewards him. Just you know, at least we we saw that. We was like, oh, that's an exciting fighter in that first round. That Leon Edwards. This isn't. I don't know. People thought he, him as a boring point fighter or whatever, but I thought he looked great. And um, yeah, I would, I would, I would, I really hope to see Leon Edwards fight someone ranked near him, like either one up or one one or two below or one or two above him. So. Luke is fighting. Lane? No, no. no. They already beat Luke. Did they already beat Luke? Well, Woodley, Woodley, and Luke are fighting March twenty seventh. So yeah, let's just say like that fight ends quickly in the first round, regardless of who wins. If they're ready to turn around Woodley. quick and play Leon, yeah, I don't think again, right? Yeah. I don't think Le- I don't think Leon would take it. He already beat Vicente Luke, and Woodley's but not Woodley. what he was. Nah, but he's still ranked number seven. Yeah, I think he needs to fight anybody. Be. It doesn't matter. He, yeah, he just fought Leech. Literally he, anybody. He took a fight. What's with the Leech? Leech is fine too, but he took a fight versus. Leech? Yes, I, I just, I just, I just hope Leon Edwards takes a fight, a ranked fighter near him, not you know, top thirty. Yeah. Whoa, top thirty is ranked. All right. Yeah. <sighs> the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May seventeenth, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge? That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I knew, I knew this question I know, was coming. Yeah, I know. Thoughts on the Manel Cape, Mateus Nicolau decision, personal score. See, here's, and, and I feel bad for our, my good friend, Drake Riggs, who's a, <laughs> an excellent reporter in the game. Uh, MMA decisions. I think I was the MMA first decisions. person to throw him under the bus, too. <laughs> MMA decisions. I, I was waiting for MMA decisions to put out the list of scores, and it was Cape across the board, and it wasn't surprising to see Drake as the one man out because Drake is that guy, and he did it earlier in the night. Everybody else gave the Courtney Casey J.J. Aldridge fight to Courtney Casey, except for Drake Riggs, who gave it for J.J. Aldridge. So seeing him give it to Nicola, I was like, okay, never change, Drake. That's who you are. And it turns out Drake said it was for Cape too. So 20 out of 20 media members to start. And I think Casey being thrown in there makes it 21 out of 21 media members all scored it for Benel Cape. This is a bad decision. This this is bad, AK. You, you are the robbery man. This This was bad. Uh, I cannot comment. I am doing a formal robbery review for MMAfighting.com. Yes, my initial, I do think Cape won. I don't think it is an egregious uh, robbery. Maybe when I review it, wait, I'll think wait, differently. Because How many times did you see Cape's name there? That is called a robbery. That is called a robbery, sir. The so-called MMA media. Yeah, I trust <laughs> them. Listen, my pal Dana White did a little video a few months ago. I don't know if you saw that, where he called out certain members of the media. Well, you know, you and know, I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm I trying to, to I'm trying to watch that video. Oh, pulled uh, down. Why was that video yeah. pulled down? Maybe because it was yeah. full of lies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, lies. Casey, if, by apparently by you don't. <laughs> apparently you don't work for a site either, Casey. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just my own dude. <laughs> you're just, an, you're just from aggr. You're the, you're just an aggravated person. I'm yeah. <laughs> he's an entity. I just shook my uh, fist at them. He's his own entity. Uh, it's funny you mentioned we were. I think we just mentioned something about point fighting. We'd like to Leon Edwards showing that. You know who needs to be a little bit more of a point fighter? Manel Cape. I'm just saying. I would like to see him a little, just a little more, a little more uh, pitter patter stuff. Because look, we love Manel Cape because he's looking for that knockout all the time, and he looked really good in this fight. Uh, and and he he rocked uh, he walked Nicolau in the second round. You know that that knockout was was coming. But there's those moments in between where I just wish he'd throw stuff out there just to score. Uh, and, and and you know point fight like a man, point fight like a, like a real fighter. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. People love him because he's looking for that knockout. And, and, and when he gets going, there's like there's not a lot of people at, uh, in his weight uh, his weight range, whether it's 125 or 135 years fighting in Japan, who are more exciting. His his he's just so much fun to watch. But. He's got to learn to play the game a little bit, I think, because, yeah, I, I look, I, I think he won the fight, too, but he was getting tagged a lot. And unfortunately, it, it looks like two of the judges scored a lot of the sort of that Peter patter stuff that Nikolai was throwing uh, more heavily than that kind of that late flurry and some of the heavier stuff uh, capable landing in round three. So I know it's it sucks. It sucks. It was a bad decision. I can't, I can't, I can't get past point fight like a man. Point fight, point like, fight a like a man. <laughs> ben Henderson. What did you think of? What did you think, Jose? What did you think of uh, the fight, the scorecard, 
Cape not getting the uh, the win and he's not going to in the UFC. Um, I I don't know. Like I watched it on mute, so I don't know if the commentary was saying it was an egregious decision or whatnot. Uh, when it ended, I'm like, I thought Cape won, but like I wasn't going to be surprised if Mateus won because he had two takedowns. And I, if you think octagon control or what or control time is a real stat, he. I, yeah, we can get to you in a second, Casey. Uh, he wrote, he <laughs> clearly dominated that. And then I know they put up the stat after the fight, and it was like 60 to 55 total significant strikes or something like that. So if you just go off a of stat, so you don't watch the fight, fight's pretty close. Manel Cape landed more. Nicolau had more takedowns and more, way more control time. So it just depends. Again, we had this in the, in the fight Q&A. Would you rather be a judge or a ref? And I said judge. I love stats, so I didn't think it was a huge egregious robbery like everyone else, but I did score it for Cape. I just thought it was a close fight. I didn't, but I, so I agree with our, how many was it? 25 media members, including me. I agree with, <laughs> I, well, you're not a media member. Remember you're yeah, just an angry man online. All right. So, <laughs> uh, like a man. I agree with, I agree that Manel Cape won. I just didn't think it was a robbery, but I also, I don't know if they were complaining about it on the show either. Okay, I know we're going to get sidetracked just a bit. If that's not a robbery, what the hell is a robbery? I don't know what the hell a robbery is then. So, oh, Sanchez versus Pearson. Okay, so one fight in the history of MMA has been a robbery. Matt Hamill Hamill and Michael Bisping was still a close fight. It was a close close fight. It was a close fight, though. It was a close fight. Matt Hamill had control. He had a lot of control time, man. Look at the stats. Control time. I don't think you remember that fight. Oh, I remember that fight. Control time, man. Sure. So <sighs> two fights have been robberies in the history of <laughs> MMA. Turns out it looks like looks like and people complain about judging, yet there's only two robberies in the history of MMA. Sounds like judging is like pretty 99.99% awesome. So you can just shut down your little review robbery thing, AK. Yeah, you're uh, Machida 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 Shogun one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, control what else, time. What else do I got? Machida had more control time. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't even know if he did. <laughs> that that's up there. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at my own my own uh, robbery review series that I've done here. Uh, Casey, I'm just looking at my own little list I have here. Uh, I, I, look, I'm I'm with you. Look, I I'm very skimpy on calling things robberies. Uh, yeah, and it's funny. Like, really, you 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 know, you just use Sanchez as uh, versus Pearson as sort of like the as the, 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 the bottom rung yeah but it's it's funny it's you're it's so far at the bottom that it's like there has to be there has to be some that are at least not that bad that could still be considered robberies but it's hard because for me robbery is a it's a very strong word and i and and i think it's one that that fans throw around a little too much but what mean- i'll do a review we may have seen one tonight we may have seen two tonight we may have seen two tonight i i don't i think both were close but is there yeah there's arguments you made i thought i thought aldridge had a better case than um than uh Nicolau for winning the fight but both were robberies I mean there's different degree of robberies I mean you know you can you know you can pickpocket someone that's still a robbery or you know you can you know go guns blazing can, mask on into a bank that's also a robbery too you know so you can, co- you can hit you, you can hit trash cans with baseball bats and win the world series I mean comes in all shapes and sizes we're talking we're, talk, <laughs> we're talking sprots now that's like Right. Do we put Hendrix GSP is that a robbery? I I did you know I reviewed that recently and it broke my heart for years. I said that was not a robbery, uh, but I'd watched it again like two or three times and I was like, and, and probably watched it too many times. It probably became mushy in my brain. But 
I think that fight was a robbery. You but I guess if I have to think about, but if I guess I have to think about it so much, then is it really a robbery? Now I'm hurting my head again. Now I'm just no, I don't know. Now I don't know what to think. I pulled up like a, just a list on Medium, and Frank Edgar is like in three of them. <laughs> uh, do you think Ryan Hall saved himself from Ige by injuring himself? <laughs> serious question. Why do we still put this guy's that. questions on the screen? It's, Why do we put this guy's it's, questions? It's, it's, it's not a serious it's, question. Get out of here. Yeah, it's not a serious question. No, it's not a serious question. Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall. Dan Ige needs to send a commission check to uh, Ryan Hall because at least ten percent. You know, because because he would not have got a knockout bonus or a fight a night bonus or whatever he got if Ryan Hall was in there. All right. I was I was texting back and forth with uh with Tyson Chartier through the night, who is the manager of Rob Font and Calvin Cater, and he basically said like top ten is just different, man. It's just different. Like Gavin Tucker's a good fighter, but he his point was just top ten is just different. And Danny is a top ten guy, and now you got Daddy Dan with that different kind of motivation. And I, I thought one of the interesting things he said in, in our conversation was this is like the longest layoff he's had in a long time. Like Are since you, the Cater fight, that was in you, July. Oh, wow. You're right. So we had like all this time. It's like nine months to just focus on getting better. Wait, nine and months? Clearly. So, so you are you? So I'm just doing the math. So as soon as he lost to Cater, he got his wife pregnant? <laughs> pretty much. Then pretty much, boom, get a fight. All right. I like that guy. Dan there you Ige. go. Be there for the wife. Get better with your skills. Knock a guy out in 22 seconds and go home and have a baby. Yeah, with, good. Good for him. Two checks and 50, 50 Gs. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, but you notice also, he said top 10 is different because top 15 is not a thing. Top, <laughs> top 15 is not a thing. <laughs> Featherweight's, Featherweight's a good, really good division. Really good division. Uh, oh. Oh, no, I don't want to go to Dan. You, you stop asking good questions, John. Let me go to someone else. <laughs> Listen, everyone else, you want guys, this is a free for all. You you have got to ask me. I see some people complaining. Why is one guy asking so many questions? Ask your own questions. Do you and then you will be picked. There's a reason one guy keeps getting all his questions answered. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. It's not a question, but I'm just I'm just, you know, killing some time real quick. <laughs> Two robberies and one stupid rule. <laughs> it's a potpourri, MMA potpourri, folks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, uh, the the uh, I guess we should talk about the uh, JJ Aldridge Courtney Casey fight a little bit. Uh, yeah. First of all, of course, props to uh, Jose who did tweet who did tweet out the clip from our preview. Sh- was it was it did we, was this was this today or was this from yesterday's show, Jose? The, it was uh, yesterday. The, the, it was yesterday. yesterday. I mean, I guess it's not a Super Bowl prediction, but you 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 were right as always to call out that you know that these Courtney Casey fights tend to be a little bit close. They tend to end in split decisions, and uh, I know you didn't really wager a guess, but as we saw today, they also tend to end in Courtney Casey losing these split decisions. This, I think, this I heard this was her third uh, split decision loss in the UFC. That's something like really that. tough. Yeah, that's really tough to do. That's like <laughs> to, to make it that far. And uh, and look, I, I don't. I'm sure her and her team don't want to make excuses. I'm sure things that you can do to avoid this happening, but it must suck to think you've done enough. You know, you know, Casey. It's almost as if it's almost as if there's something a change we could make. Um, to scoring, you know, that would like somehow help these fighters figure out how they should operate in the third. I can't imagine what that change would be, but I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. It's almost like it was something they could do. My theory is you never tell them to score the fight and you, they just kind of guess. And yeah. Then, yeah. I think that's, yeah. we'll try that. 
That's how it I, should be done. Like I, like, I, like, I, like I, I enjoy watching basketball, and I put like a little piece of paper where the score is. So in the end, I kind of just go, hmm, I wonder who won. It, it feels like the Lakers won. Casey, do you but feel see, like that this is a fight that would have benefited from open scoring? Go uh, ahead. Oh, well, let Mike go. Ahead. Yeah, let Mike go first. Absolutely not. Because it was nineteen nine. It was one one heading into the third. Would have had no difference on the fight whatsoever. Maybe not that fight, but oh, they need to, they true. need yeah, to know the dang score. My bad. My bad. <laughs> they need to know the score. Was it nineteen nineteen? I don't even know. I thought, yeah, I guess so. My bad. I, thought, I didn't know that. I wasn't paying attention. Jose Jose had a couple of. Uh, good picks the split decision one you said that there would be blood in the main event and even though it was only like around in 22 seconds or so Jose was right and from a freaking head kick too a head kick to the side of the head wild blah was bleeding uh Tristan Gordet thoughts on Charles Jordan's performance which his fight against Rojo should have been fight of the night <sighs> it's good perform. I mean it was a good fight Jordan Jordan got clipped a couple of times in that second round it was getting a little dicey in there but uh Came through in a big way. Whatever his coaches told him, Frasahabi said, you're down, basically told him you're down two, you could be down two rounds here. You got to go in there and finish. And he did exactly that. So uh, for those who went to the betting window and said, wow, that Mike Heck knows what he's talking about. I'm putting dog money on Marcelo Rojo. I almost, I almost helped you there. And if you, you did that, sorry about that. And I uh, hope you didn't lose too much. But uh, great fight is exactly the fight I expected. It was good stuff. What did you think, Jose? Jordan, his performance, and then just the fight overall. Uh, it was a good – it was a question answering performance because, like I said at the beginning, I think Charles Jordan is a fantastic fighter. He's really fun. Obviously, I'm a big fan of his personality and his nickname and all that. I just thought, like, an AK agree with me, that I just think there was – people had that Duho Choi knockout fresh in their mind, and a lot was going on with Duho Choi leading up to that fight. He was on this streak of not just knockout losses but violent knockout losses – and like fight of the year contenders so i think charles ordain just kind of got wasn't was that a short notice fight or something like that crazy like that too i'm not sure but he lose jordan wins that fight and then it's one of those ones where he kind of just gets thrown into these fights that maybe he wasn't ready for uh like the andre feely fight and so i had a lot of questions for him we knew he could finish fighters and we knew he was exciting i just didn't know how good he was and charles ordain proved that he was he's a fantastic fighter uh He's a, clearly a finisher because that's all he goes for. So, yeah, uh, if I had to define it, it was, it was a question-answering performance. I don't know if he's going to be top 10 or top 5, whatever you want to say, but he's he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to circle his fights no matter what. And I think he's going to be one of those fights that I always say, like when two guys fight, it's just going to be high-level violent martial arts because he's a martial artist. He's In, in MMA, I like to – like Define martial artist as just a gentleman who could just beat your ass in the most exciting way possible, and that's Charles Charles Jordan. That is the definition of Charles Jordan. So yeah, he's on Team Jose for sure. I'm not missing any of his fights anymore. Anybody else want to comment the, uh, on this was, fight? AK, do you feel vindicated? The, sh- the Showtime Hammer Fist was something else. I mean, that was that was yeah. a lot of fun, wasn't it? I mean, for, first yeah. of all, all, all the credit to well, to, uh, to Rojo, man, uh, this was on less than less than three weeks' notice. Stepping in, uh, he's a bantamweight, by the way. I think people can see there was a size difference. He he is a bantamweight. He is not a featherweight, um, and so he did what what a what an undersized guy does: just try to get in the bigger guy's face and, and turn it into a brawl. And look, he got he got hit a lot, and but he landed shots. So great effort by Rojo. A huge huge. Uh, I was really really impressed by him. But um, yeah, I thought Jordan. 
uh, I see someone mentioning a, a possible nickname for him. They said he should be called uh, Jordan Poutine, I guess, because he's from Montreal. He has the best nickname, Air Jordan. It's amazing. And he did the Showtime hammer fist today. It was perfect. It was such a great bit of marketing. So that was awesome. And um, yeah, it's a great win for him. And I want to shout out, by the way, that was not the first time I'd seen that move. Uh, I did just have to look this up. Uh, Christian Aguilera, I think, was the first time I'd see someone do the Showtime hammer fist. This was at a L- an LFA show uh last year i think so so shout out to christian aguilera the innovator of the uh, showtime hammer fist but he didn't catch it as clean as uh Jordan did. that that was like that was a loud hammer fist like that was right on point awesome one, one of the best strikes of the year i mean it was sick if it was a ko he's he awesome. almost jumped on his head with that one too the way like Rojo was moving around, he like cleared his oh, whole man. head. If I mean, I, I, I don't want I don't want more DQs or rule rule infractions. But man, if we had like another no concert DQ from like uh, Showtime head stomp, <laughs> oh my god, that would have been like so cool. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, don't do that again. But oh, that was awesome. <laughs> next time, next. That time. was a good fight though. Great fight. Super Great fight. Man. Can't wait to see Rojo back at 135 on a full camp. And dude, like I know Jose said another badass bantamweight in the UFC. Good lord, man. Oh, anyway, yeah. rules. All right. Ugh. All right, I like I like this I like, I like this question coming up. I don't I don't I don't like it, but it, it and no sense. one no one asked. And Mike and Alex, you don't have to answer because you have your podcast. But Charles Jordan, Alex Caceres, make it happen. Spicy. spicy. I, I might steal it. that. If they're I steal just it, two. What they're they're again? They're just gentlemen that are hyper exciting fighters. Like they're they're and they're just wacky in there. Like Alex Caceres throws a double punch. Like he does like that. The double punch over the head all the time. <laughs> Love it. Make it happen. What's Anthony? Um, Anthony. Um, touch, uh, t- touchy Philly. Touchy Philly. What's he doing? They already, fought. They already oh, fought. Oh yeah, that was that was the fight they that yeah. I forgot. That was the fight. I was like, oh my god, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> great. <fight. laughs> Run it back. That's that, what was a, that was a that was that was a fight between a very big comic book nerd and a big video game nerd. So I'm about it. Nerd. Nerd fights. All right. Shit, forgot you were born in the 80s. Nerd is an insult. <laughs> is Cape uh, wait, 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 wait. You, you say was, you thought I was born in the 80s? <laughs> 70s. No, you were alive in the 80s. I, I said you were alive. alive in the 80s. Oh, okay, I was, I, this is true. I was alive. All right, moving on. Shoot. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Casey is is Manel Cape or Manel Cop, whatever they're calling he is, him. I mean, he he's is Manel Cape. Cape he's Cape. He's in. A, he's We're in saying Cape. Cape. We're yeah, saying Cape, Cape. Until, yeah. until John Annex says otherwise. 
Yeah. That's true. Is Benel Cape in danger of Will Brooksing himself out of the UFC? Well, Will Brooks got a win, so no. But I I understand what the question is. Um, I hope not. Uh, obviously, what, did Dana speak at the presser? Did we know? No, he probably skipped it. Um, but um, well, yeah, I, it's one of those things. You no, know, if if Dana, you know, gets on a microphone and someone asks him, you know, what'd you think about that decision? He says, "But okay, won that fight." And you know, you know, then no, no, he isn't in danger. But uh, it's not good for his pocketbook, you know. I mean, I know. So that sucks for Cape. Um, no, I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. I think obviously we saw him. We saw him in there. You know, he looks awesome, and yeah, I don't know. But that that is a war, that is yeah the Will Brooksing himself man, that's 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 a, that's a crappy um, adjective to to put on someone. That's harsh. <laughs> like, that's harsh. God, I hope Will, For Will Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. I know. Ouch. All right. Um, he he did he I mean definitely not anytime soon. He did the UFC a favor by uh, he did take this fight on short notice um, in El Cape. Oh yeah, and, that too. Uh, and like was. Yeah, and like I say, and he looked good tonight. He looked much better. I know, Casey, you don't agree. I do. I do feel that there was some reason to be disappointed in his UFC debut. Again, whether had people had heard of him or not, there was that buzz around, and I think people were like thinking, like, "Oh man, as good as Pandoja is, this guy's supposed to be a big deal. He's a champion overseas, supposed to like take him out." And there's just way too much hesitance. He just didn't show what he does best. But tonight, he showed a lot of what he does best. And and again, it was a and it was a really good fight. We, we shouldn't take anything away from Nikolau. Nikolau again is probably a top ten flyweight, right? Um, so it's not like he's he, it's not like Kate was getting thrown in there with some guy he's supposed to style on. If you, if people thought that's what was going to happen, then you haven't heard, then you don't know enough about Nikolau. This guy is probably a top 10 flyweight in the world. Um, and, and he looked at tonight. So I think both guys look great. I, I think, I think Kate, honestly, I actually think he could get another loss, uh, and still get one more chance. I think, I think he's right there. I just think uh, he just hasn't quite had that. I, I just think he hasn't had quite had that moment yet. <laughs> Al Mack. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, sure what, I'm not, not sure what that means, but yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I agree with you, Al Mack. Fair call. Fair call. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do with Manel Cape now. Like, I don't know what kind of match would be throw him in there with. Um, what about uh, – go ahead. I mean, it's nothing yeah, easy for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, man. There are no easy Joby? flyweight fights. Don't do that. Joby? Don't do that to Joby. Don't do that to Joby. Why? Manel Cape hasn't shown me anything to see that Joseph Benavides would be in danger in there. Have you never seen an okay fight? My young, I'm, young I'm man. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm teasing you, Casey. I'm teasing you. If this wasn't my own computer, I'll flip this table over right now. <laughs> like that. Casey's the one that gets insults when someone says something bad about Manel Cape. Good like, lord. There's, there's, the, show the cards. Or, show, just turn your cards around next time you're playing poker. <laughs> there's only... There's only one fight to make for Manel Cape. It's Tyson Nam. That's the fight. Throw those two guys in there. I want that so badly. Throw bombs at each other. I want that so badly. I approve. Someone's getting knocked out. I wouldn't wouldn't hate uh, Ryan Benoit because he gets hit a lot, and I feel like that's a fight that Manel Cape could just style on because he's also coming off two losses. I like that fight too. Yeah, Benoit's Benoit's a name, and he's very durable, so it's like Manel could win that fight, and he could 30-25 him. Because we all know how good Manel Cape is. Yeah, you know, and Manel There's Cape, no easy yeah. fights at flyweight. There's no. no easy fights. Tim Elliott wants to fight Manel Cape, but I don't like that fight for Manel right now. Tim Elliott, Tim Tim Elliott called out Kai. I thought Tim called out Kai. He called out Kai, too. He said Manel yeah. and Kai were the two guys he was looking at. What about Figueredo's brother? 
Is he a 25 or two? Francisco. Yeah. Fighting he Jimmy is, Flick. Yeah. He is competing. Oh, he's fighting Flick. Yeah. Shoot. That's a tough scrap. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, inter- I'm interested how quick, great. Uh, how quick um, Manel Cape will come back, actually. Because um, it looks, I mean, and he maybe he's just one of those guys that doesn't bruise at all, but he's fought 30 minutes now in the UFC octagon. And as far he looks, he looks brand new when he comes out of the cage. Like you saw um, Nicholas, he was all bruised up. Looked like he just fell in a blender. You know, and he's so, um, yeah, may, maybe who knows? Okay, might we might see him back in you know a month. Who knows? Also, so, we trained AKA, about, so yeah, he's AKA, yeah. Mateus Nicolau walked out to the Gwent song from Witcher 3, yeah. which is absurdly, absurdly niche and absurdly random. It's one <laughs> of those fights, it's one of those songs where if you've played this very specific part of a very specific game, like and you hear it in the background, your head just kind of turns, and you're like, oh my god, that song. And that is exactly. I was like typing. I was like making graphics, and my my neck just like snapped up. I was like, "Oh man, he's walking out to the Gwent song." I text all of my friends. I'm like, "Turn on ESPN Plus." You thought you had the game on in the background. You're, you're like, did I, you're like, did I have this open in another window? You're like, what's a? I was like, oh, oh no. I even have a physical box of Gwent cards sitting right there. Yeah. Would have been like, I'll play. Let's do an interview where I play Gwent with Mateus Nicolau. I'm about it. Oh yeah, there we go. Book it. I'll give one last quick thing on this fight. Uh, props to Nicolau for the durability. He's improved. His chin's gotten better because some of those shots that Cape landed in the second round, I thought he was done. As soon as oh, he got clipped the first time, I was like, he's done. This is it. Cape's going to get his first stoppage. And Nicolau came through and got a a win, a yeah. victory. Nicolau fought. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He, Nicolau, anyway. Nicolau fought great. He, he's, he's a very, he's a very he good a great fighter. Fight. He's a, it was a very good fight. He's a great fighter. I just didn't think he won the fight. I don't think anything bad of Nicolau. I think he's still obviously a top flyweight in the UFC, and it's good, it's good to have him back. So, yeah. Yep. Completely agree. It was a good fight. Cool. Uh, All right. Uh, what do we got there? Brian Spann. I'll let uh, Jose answer this question since AK will be talking about this tomorrow. Uh, we got this on the preview show. Span versus yeah. the winner of Crute versus Anthony Smith. That makes sense. Sure. Like anytime, like like Ryan Span looked awesome. Uh, who who lose it? Was it the Johnny Walker? Was his last fight right? But that yeah. fight was wild. Like that fight was back and forth until it wasn't. So yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, Fine yeah, with he, me. I just think I think as much as we talked about light heavyweight being super shallow and kind of the old man's division for a minute, like it's a lot. It's the the future looks pretty bright at two hundred five. In terms of like at least competitiveness, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was like, I think we were in the in the fan Q and A before. I was pretty high in Circumoff, Circumoff, or Circumnov, Circumnov, Circumnov. I was pretty high in him. So, oh, sorry, Circumnov. Um, yeah, so I was, I was a bit shocked by Ryan's Ryan Span tonight, but he looked awesome. He looked quick. He looked, he fought smart, and um, he's definitely improving. And my, my God, he's he is a big man too. I just, I didn't, I just, I just honestly, I've never like, I've never seen him in person, you know. Uh, so, uh, he just was like, woo, and, and uh, he seems, yeah, that new, he seems to be hitting his stride now and, um, it's exciting. Um, I was, I wasn't super high on him, but that was, he fought a great fight and yeah, him versus if Kroot wins, is Kroot's fighting Anthony Smith, right? Yeah. When yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah. When is that? Next week? End of March? Soon, mm-hmm. soon. It's soon. Um, soon. yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Kroot, Span, um, uh, what's the, what's the other guy that's knocked out OSP? What's his name? Jamal, um, Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Hill. Hill, Jamal Hill. Yeah, yeah. These, these new two hundred five ers. Greasiness. Oh, he was. <laughs> All right. So these new, these new, um, new two hundred five ers, kind of from kind of going from prospects to contenders. That's good. So, um, 
lot of lot of fresh blood for um and, the champ and on Sirkinoff, i've always heard from and ak maybe you've heard it too especially because you're up in canada i've heard from like canadian media that Sirkinoff is one of those guys that's like osp where he is so talented but he just reached his peak at his gym like he needs he, to go to an actual gym where he's not the man yeah, that, I'll say this. He was really hyped pre UFC. He was uh, yeah. he was drawing he was drawing Fedor comparisons. I remember he was one of one of many Canadian fighters who was trying. <laughs> I remember him and uh, who's little Fedor? Uh, who's the guy who Andrew Kawani kicked in the head as he was running away? For uh, Chris um, Hordeski. Chris Hordeski. They said he was like a little Fedor. I don't know what the Fedor's talk was going on up here, but uh, I remember. Yeah, Misha and, and it took kind of a, a while to get there. Was, uh, he he got to the UFC way later than people expected. Um, so yeah, he's always been touted as like a blue chip guy, huge, a huge talent. Uh, my, you know, this was the one fight that I actually predicted pretty accurately. Don't read my predictions at MMAfighting.com, people. Well, please do it and, and click, but don't just, just go right to the Sirkinov span fighter. Everything else was so completely wrong. Uh, but I was worried about the speed difference. That's the one thing with Sirkinov, great fighter. Um, but he's, he's a little slow. He's a little slow and his strike is a little mechanical. And I'm like, I think Span's going to beat him to the punch early. And if he does, it's going to be trouble because he's not going to get into the ground after that. So sure enough, that's what we saw. So, um, yeah, very nice win for Span. I, I like the, I like the, I like the, uh, the call out after. And Stephen K, you know, it's the Smith Crute fight. You know, you know, Anthony Smith could win the fight too. That's <laughs> so disrespectful to a former uh, world title challenger who who did not take the easy way out of his of his uh, title fight. I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, shout outs to uh, Anthony Smith as well. It could be Anthony Smith. Uh, Smith Span, I'd like that. That fight is happening at UFC 261 on April 24th. Oh, wait. oh, end of April. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So. No, but the way someone uh, I wish I could see their name said, uh, oh, here we go. M oh, my favorite guy, M my favorite German of uh, your MMA Vodgers, uh, says, uh, Hani Yaya versus Ronnie Lawrence, which I think he knows he did that just so I would say, hashtag Hani on Ronnie. And uh, you got what you wanted, you got what you wanted. I'm easy, Ronnie. I'm easy like that. Ronnie on Ronnie. Is, is it Ronnie? Oh, okay, I thought it was Han yeah. oh, okay. Oh, when it's, when it's at the beginning of the name. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. At the beginning of a name, you do pronounce the R. That's right. So, hashtag, hashtag Ronnie on Ronnie. You I'm easy. They That's guys, they know anytime. Wild ass fight. They, they're so no, there's such an experience difference there. I mean, it could happen. I'm sure. I'm sure Ronnie Ayo would take it, but Ronnie on Ronnie. I'm, I'm, I'm always into that stuff. That sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, people forget that. that. People forget like we we were talking in the media room when Cruz was fighting. We we're trying to come up with all of the WEC vets that are actually still fighting in the UFC. When we were like Joe B, Dominic Cruz, Carlos Condit, everyone always forgot Ronnie Ayo mm -hmm. had a mm -hmm. lot of fights in WEC. I think I he set the Mike record to Brown in his UFC debut and is still start fighting. I believe he set the record tonight for combined uh, UFC WC submissions. I think he holds the record. Now. I think he passed like Faber and some other, you know, some other names like you said that we more closely associate with WC. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Ronnie yeah. Aya versus Casey Kenny would be a lot of fun. Ooh. I like that. 135 rules. God, 135 is good. I like that. I like that. That's good. All right, got any more? We'll right, go, go for an hour more, here. More, a couple more. Will Jin Yu Fry benefit from a woman's atom weight division in the UFC? She saved her UFC job, in my opinion. I will say, maybe I, I don't know. I will say no, only because yeah. Jin Yu Fry. Uh, maybe if Jin Yu Fry was younger and if she was like say in her late twenties, yeah. but now she's you know hitting her upper thirties. I think her frame, she just can't make one hundred five, uh, one hundred six healthy anymore. But. In general, I think the UFC would benefit from a women's atom weight division, and she did save her UFC job tonight, in my opinion. 150%. Yeah. 
And one thing we were talking about before we hit record, I had no idea she went to Fortis MMA. I mean, I know she's in the area. She lives in Arlington, which is like probably a 30, 35 minute ride from About, Dallas. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is, Dallas is friggin' ginormous. Yeah. So, um, Dallas, Fort Worth area. Smart. Yes. Yeah. 10, I mean, 10 weeks with Safe Sayud and all of them. You could tell like Safe already was in her ear and she could hear his voice clearly and they have a connection already. And, you know, you could tell in that fight. Soon as Safe was like, we need a takedown right now. Third round goes in, gets a takedown almost gets the submission she looked awesome tonight she looked really good in a fight i thought she was going to struggle in can yeah. we praise that game plan they had let me tell you something she did not uh the the, the commentators would be a little critical in the second round because she wasn't going all out for takedowns that to me was 100 intentional i think she knew that she might gas out if, if she forced a takedown in the second round I, I don't think any fighter ever wants to give up a round but she definitely won the first one. She, they, her and her team knew they won the first round. Um, so I think they were okay to kind of, you know, try standing in the second and, and maybe give that round away or at least, you know, not not put their best foot forward in the second round. And then I, I literally tweeted this right after the second. I said, one takedown is going to win this fight because they know after the first round she can hold Dave Paola down. She knows she can do it. She knows she can do it. Uh, and sure enough, within the first 30 seconds of the third round, they got the takedown and they got the win. So I think all of that was intentional. You, I, I, let me put it this way, guys. I'm an idiot. When it comes to predicting fights and under, and figuring out game plans, I'm a no, moron. No one's arguing oh, so, that, by the way. So go on. No, I was like, guys, don't don't all jump out at once. <laughs> to, 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 okay, don't jump out at once. But so if I can see something like that coming, then you know it has to be a good plan. It has to be a good kind of obvious, clear plan that even uh, someone someone like myself can understand. Uh, and I thought that was brilliant. So yeah, absolutely. I picked I, I picked De Paola before, but that was a really great game plan by Fry, and, and that's how they won the fight. It was great, really great veteran strat, uh, execution. Yeah, and also gonna. I, um, I think Mike uh, Mike Heck hit it well, but. Um, I'm this. I'm Fry has had. She's um, her main head coach has been her husband, who is also a former fighter, and so for for her to kind of get out of her comfort zone and go to a new camp, new training partners, new everything, and and like I know I know Jen a little bit, and she's very um like you know she's very mental. So like if she's just not in the right headspace, you just won't get the proper fighter out there. So and I really think uh, Safe um, put her in that proper headspace, and we saw. We saw Jen fight at her potential tonight, which is nice. It just felt nice. So the, 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 the fans finally got to see the Jen that was so successful in Invicta and at Adam Weight. So it's just, I don't know how far she'll go at Straw Weight at this point in her career, but she got that win and it's just a uh, feel good win. And the um, the lady she beat, um, what was her name? The lady she beat? De Paula. De Paula. She's fine. It was a loss for her, but um, I expect her. You know, she, I don't know. I don't know how far she go, but she looked like a quality star weight too. So um, I expect uh, I expect good things from her too. Good, good, good matchmaking. Good, good, good. Just good fight. Yeah, I mean, you could see, you know, not only safe, but just being able to be around. You know, Cheyenne Bay's mm -hmm. clearly helpful because Cheyenne's a monster. Uh, she's making her debut next week. JP Bays is at Fortis MMA. He's like one of the best wrestlers of the lower weight classes that you're going to see. I remember talking to Uriah Hall and Uriah Hall is like, wait till you see this kid wrestle. It's unbelievable. Like he, he throws me around and he's a 125 or he's sick. So you can tell like there's some influence there between those two as well. Um, and I'm excited to see both Cheyenne and JP husband and wife debuting on the same card next Saturday. Should be a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Uh, a lot so of Fortis romantic. MMA on the card yeah. next week. So, so romantic. Uh, shout out, shout out to the De La Rosas and uh, and the Kings over in Bellator as well. Because this will be the first time husband and wife could win on the same card, right? Because I know we've seen them fight on the same card, but they weren't they, when the De La Rosas yeah. fought. 
Montana Mark won Lust. Mark Lust, yeah. right? Yes. And Mark Bellator, TK, Bellator TK had TK. husband wife fight too, and but only hey, one. Emily, them. Emily, Emily, and Jason, Emily and yeah. uh, Jason King. Yes. That's oh. right. That's right. All right, hey guys, on on the comments, we're not going to talk about UFC 260 yet. That's a couple weeks away. We still have come Brunson. on, guys. Br- we still have Brunson Holland, bad blood next week. So um, <laughs> slow down. Bad blood yeah. with two D's and the front bad. Yeah. Bad blood. Yeah. Sick. yeah, so we got Brunson Holland. That's fun. We get Gillespie Riddell. That's a lot of fun. Gregor Gillespie's that? first fight since the Kevin Lee fight. Uh, Ty Tuivasa versus Dantel Mays. That's someone's going to sleep. Max Griffin versus Kanan Song. Cheyenne Bays versus uh, Monster at Ruiz, making her UFC debut in for Kay Hansen. Marion Renault versus Macy Chieson. Grant Dawson back. Jumping Ooh. up to fifty-five to fight Leonardo Santos. Is that That's a permanent? A is that fight. permanent move for Dawson? Fifty-five for now, as far as you know. You will find out Ooh. on oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the heck. oh juicy, Ooh, juicy. juicy. Oh, uh, Trevin. Yeah, Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles versus Roman Delize, and this is not a two hundred five. This is Roman Delize on eleven days' notice is dropping down to one eighty-five to fight Trevin Giles. Wild. Craziness. Who was Trevin um, supposed to fight? Uh, Drekus du, uh, Duplessis. Drekus Duplessis. Du, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 it's funny you mentioned the middleweight thing. Uh, but uh, oh, I'm sorry, I have to remember this guy's name on uh, one of uh, this uh, from Adjara Sport, who's always covering all the uh, Georgian fighters. I'm going to kick myself for not remembering his name. Um, Georgie, do you guys know what I'm talking about? This guy, Georgie. Yeah. Oh, I hate myself right now. I, I specifically made a note to uh, to mention, but uh, Georgie, I will shout you out on onto the next one tomorrow. Uh, he mentioned that he spoke to Delizze, and Delizze has been planning a move to 185 for a long time, and apparently, um, or I guess it's long since his last fight. And apparently, a lot of 185ers did not want to take this fight. So this is yeah, he's a big guy, and uh, he's very very comfortable. Yeah, apparently making this move. Julia on Ju- uh, Julia. Julia, Julia on Julia next week. We got say, uh, say, say it, re- say it, say it. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't feel comfortable saying it. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm sorry. It just feels it feels like I'm less. I, I, if it's normally when it's two women fighters, I like to say Julia X Julia. Okay, Julia X Julia. It's just a little it. more tawdry. I don't know. I got you. I'm sorry. I'm sexist. I'm sorry. I know it sounds bad. I'm, that sounds terrible. I know. Double standard. Double standard. Uh, some good 35 scraps. Uh, Adrian Yanez is back against Gustavo Lopez. That should be fun. Montel Jackson is back. He's taking on newcomer Jesse Strader. Uh, JP Bays against Bruno Silva and Johnny Eduardo versus Anthony Burchak. Johnny That's Eduardo and Anthony Burchak, they're they're still in the UFC. That's cool. Johnny, Ed- Johnny, Ed- Johnny Eduardo just came back after a super long layoff, and Anthony Burchak yeah. uh, took a really short notice fight, his last fight to get back into the UFC. Like, okay. it's yeah. like I can't I can't remember who he fought, but uh, his original opponent fell out, and they needed someone in the area, like in two days and he was just there Listen, so it's like you know how you, oh, sorry, oh yeah you're right yeah you, <laughs> you know how you Gustavo, keep, it was you, Gustavo you, Lopez yeah you know how you keep calling for Sarah to get re-signed every time a female fighter falls yeah. out that's pretty much what that's pretty much what Burchak has been doing for himself and uh so eventually the, uh Sean Shelby just called his name <laughs> I was like whoa I saw uh, that I was like that looks like it was from like a, a fight booking from like six six years ago or something but yeah cool for Johnny Ed- Johnny Edward a spry 42 years young guys entering his entering his 20 this will be his uh, in November his 25th year of as a pro MMA fighter 
He debuted in 1996, guys. Uh, so very young, spry. And I got a shout out to uh, Jesse Strader, uh, Michael, you just mentioned. So this guy, I spoke to him and his uh, girlfriend, uh, who was a contestant on The Voice, uh, a couple, I believe, last year. Or, uh, it's hard to tell. I can't remember COVID years ago. Maybe two years ago now. Uh, so he's a Combate America standout. Look up, guys, look at, uh, if anyone look on our site, Miss Fist, Jesse Strader, you'll find a sick knockout he had in Combate Americas. And it's a very cool story because him and uh, and his uh, girlfriend, Joey Fulco, they both train. Uh, I'm waiting for the day that Cal McLaren signs Joey to a fight for Kombache. It seems like something he would love to do, uh, have a former voice contestant inside the uh, Kombache cage. But yeah, I'm excited for Jesse. I, I was uh, I, I did I actually was not aware. I feel bad. I was actually not aware that that debut is even happening next week, but definitely a, a guy to look out for. So cool story with him. And, and hopefully his, his, uh, his girlfriend will be there, too. <laughs> uh, we just got a tweet from oh, whoa, whoa, Allah whoa. Muhammad. Oh, um uh, said quote my heart is shattered my first main event ended like that but god's the best of planners i'm sorry to the fans in the ufc you deserved a full fight uh he also said that his vision is coming back and there's no permanent damage to the eye i'll be back and he wants to run it back with leon edwards so good news good to hear that um you know as gnarly as that looked it's no permanent damage so good good to hear for Bala muhammad so Unfortunate ending to a to a very fun card tonight. UFC Vegas 21 in the books. I'm sure we'll talk about it more throughout the week, but uh, there you go. That's going to do it for our post-fight show. For all of you watching and asking questions and commenting, we appreciate it very much. AK and I are back. Manana. On to the next one. Matchmaking as we get you ready for UFC Vegas 22 next week. Headlined by Derek Brunson versus Kevin Holland. Huge, huge fight at 185 pounds. But until then, for Jose, AK, EKC Lydon on the ones and twos, I am Mike Keck. Good night, everybody. Happy birthday, AK. Stop it. (laughs) You love it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.